We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. We have a packed show again for you this week with the county championships in full swing across all codes. In a few moments we're going to chat to one of the busiest men in Cork GAA. Cora Keane will take to the field for the Newcastle footballers at 2pm this Saturday as they take on West Cork rivals Carberry Rangers in a must-win Premier Senior football game. Then at 5.15 he'll swap the jersey for the bib as he heads to Clonakilty where he'll manage Cora in another huge West Cork derby against Kilmacaby in the Junior A Football Championship. And there's also the small matter of the 1-1 he struck for Town against Cloyne in last weekend's 2.24 to 1-9 Senior A hurling championship win so there's plenty for us to dive into with Cork. Later we'll hear from Cork ladies football captain Martina O'Brien ahead of Clonakilty's first ever senior county football championship game versus Kinsale this Sunday. But Kieran, before all that we might start with a quick update from you on the latest in the search for new managers for both the Cork ladies and men's senior football teams. I noted in the story that you posted on our website last night that on the ladies' side, at least, there have been three main candidates identified. Who are they and what can you tell us about them? So as far as I understand, there's a short list of three there. So we have Ethan Fitzgerald, who has been manager of the Cork Ladies Football Team for the past six years. We have John Cleary, the Castleva man who's very well known um, and he had a very successful stint actually is the... Uh, Cork Minor Ladies manager a couple of years ago. I think they won four or five All-Irelands in a couple of years there. And then there's Shane Ronane from probably best known for he's in charge of the Moore Abbey machine that's dominated Cork Ladies club football scene for year after year after year until West Cork came along last year and dethroned Moore Abbey. But Moore Abbey still won back-to-back All-Ireland senior club titles. So as far from what I understand, they're the three main the three names being linked with the job. And it looks like there could be an interview process even as early as this week, because I think the hope is that at the next Cork LGFA County Board meeting, which I think is next Monday night, the 27th, if I'm correct, that they hope to go with a name. 
and um, to put to the board. Like that t- that timeline might not just work out. It depends how how the story evolves this week. But you're looking at a very high caliber shortlist of like Ethan Fitzgerald, like the incumbent at the moment, done so in one All Ireland, I think three Division One National Leagues and. As far as I know, he's he's keen to stay in the job. Like I said, Cleary is very well qualified. Shane Renane is extremely well qualified too. So it's a it's a really strong shortlist for the for the Cork ladies football job. But when you consider what the mid ladies did this year, coming from intermediate up to senior, winning the whole team, and when you consider the talent that the Cork that that's in Cork ladies football and some of the players that are at the management disposal, you can see why it's an attractive job for for whoever gets it. So. We could see white smoke by this time next week. It's not guaranteed, but it's it's a possibility. Um, on the other side, then on the men's side, uh, the Cork GA released a statement last Saturday um, asking interested applicants to submit and their by, by email by this Friday, Friday, um, the twenty fourth, five pm, to submit their interest, including a brief CV, which is kind of a strange one. Um, I thought kind of so. They're leaving herself open to every Tom, Dick, Harry, and wannabe cart boss to, to throw their name into the hat when you when you open up um, when you open up uh, the, the process like this. But it obviously shows that the that the search is ongoing. Um, you're not interested in putting your name, Jack? Uh, I was just thinking there as you were saying that it's like when you would have seen kind of jokes about people sending in their football manager CVs when the Premier League clubs open up their jobs to applications so yeah i don't know if i'm yet ready to make the step up to cork inter-county management i obviously would back myself to probably do a brilliant job and win an all ireland in my first year but my cv is fairly scant in terms of detail so what i could say is a uh, three years working at the southern star three years working at the racing post like these aren't the types of things that the cork county board are looking for but what they might be looking for is the fact that I scored two goals in a losing under sixteen Ryan D County football final. Um so it's that's going impressive. back twenty years almost no like fifteen years. So that was my last game of organized Gaelic football. So uh, I scored two goals, we lost it was Ryan D. But uh, I wonder would that at least get me an interview. What about yourself, Kieran? Um, coming from where you come from, your mind is obviously greatly sought after in the world of Gaelic football at the minute. Half the counties in Ireland have men employed from your county. <clears throat> I think I, I, I'm a lot safer and better used on this side, on, on this side of the sideline. I don't think it'll be any use on, on, on the other side. Um, but just in case anyone listening to, to our podcast right now wants to put their name in for the Cork Senior Football Manager's position, I'm just reading the email here that um, the applications can be emailed to administrator.cork at gea.ie before 5pm on Friday, September 24th which is this Friday, and candidates are asked to include a brief CV on application. So, like I said at the outset, Jack, I suppose it shows that the, the search for Ronan McCarthy's successor is ongoing, but they really want to, what I feel, they really want to step this up and get the right men in place as soon as they can, because the county championships, the football championships are up and running. This weekend coming up is another action-packed county football championship weekend, and all the the big teams are in action. And that's the second of the three group phases of the second round of the, of the group phase. So um, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, I presume that the, the, the Cork um executive or the, the Cork County board want to get the right men in place ASAP, but they're, 
they're being exhaustive in their search, and I suppose that's no bad thing either. Um, it'd be interesting to see what names pop up in that inbox during this week. If there's emails from outside the county as well as inside the county, if there's any um, any Dublin men, Donegal men, Kerry men putting up their hands and saying to Cork, "Come on, I'll, I'll have a chat with you. Let's let's talk." So it's going to be interesting, but. It looks like at this stage that we'll have news on the Cork ladies football manager's job before the men's. Yeah, it is curious how they didn't open that up to all comers. They decided they were going to keep it to a more tightly, uh, well-organised shortlist. Whereas, as you say, every Tom, Dick and Harry, and I hope at least one listener listening to this podcast this week does send in a CV, whether it be serious or whether it be as a joke. And if they do, maybe send us on the email and we'll read it out on next week's podcast and we can Actually, campaign we'll lobby on your behalf just just on that just going back to, to my you know I, I worked in in Palm City in Clarny which is years ago now I was um, and, and that's that's long gone and at the time there was a uh, fella called Philip there who was a huge Arsenal fan and he actually applied for a job at a Premier League club when he was only a teenager um, I'm not sure it was at Arsenal but it was definitely some Premier League club but he got an acknowledgement to his um to yeah, and remember he brought in the, the letter in, in the letterhead of, of that club and so on. I was like, oh, kind of cool. It was kind of cool. So you never know. Kind of put in your name for the cork job and you might get a letterhead back saying thanks, but no thanks. Well, Kieran, uh, just a moment ago, you mentioned that the county championships are coming, taking fast at us in all codes. There's hurling, football, camogie, ladies football ongoing at the minute. And one man who's involved across several different grades and codes is Nooses Town's Cora Keane, who we're going to hear from in a moment. But as I mentioned in my intro, Kieran, he's involved as a player with Nooses Town Football on Saturday, as a manager with Tyga Macora Football on Saturday evening. And he played against Cloyne for the Nooses Town Hurlers just this weekend past. So he's an extremely busy man at the moment. And you spoke to him before we hear from him. Just maybe give us a flavour of how on earth he goes about balancing his schedule just to prove Jack's fallibility both those games are Sunday Jack they're oh. Sunday the, it's Newstown Kirby Rangers in Clannacilty on Sunday at 2pm and then Tyke McCarroll will be taking on Kill Maccabee in Ross Kirby at 5.15pm on Sunday so um, not even time just he left to just like you said change the beep and head over to um, to, to Ross Kirby for that Junior A game but Carrick is an extremely busy man at the moment um, juggling the Newstown hurlers and footballers footballers as well as being the Ty McCarrick uh, GA manager. But looking at Newstone for a second, um that the hurlers had a superb win against against Klein last weekend. And it means that they're sitting pretty on top of group C after two rounds. So they're three points from their two games and their next game is against Killa in a couple of weeks' time. So Newstone have their destiny in their own hands when it comes to the county senior A hurling championship and they're they're in a strong position there. Now, attention turns to football for this Sunday's West Cork Derby against Carby Rangers. And, and Newstown are that rare dual senior club, but they're also well used now to juggling and um, hurling and football commitments. So it's it's football this week for, for Newstown. And that game against Carby Rangers in Clannacilty on, on Sunday, it's a must win for both of them. Both teams lost their group openers a couple of weeks back and Newstown went down to Castlehaven. And Carberry Rangers lost to Era Oak. So if they if they have ambitions of getting to the knockout stages of this year's Premier Senior Football Championship, they have to win this game on Sunday. Whoever loses, whether it's Newcastle Town or Carberry Rangers, 
they could certainly find themselves, or they will find themselves, going into the final round of games, needing the results to avoid getting dragged into the relegation um, the, the relegation battle. So there's a lot on the line. Like This is, as Cork will kind of say quite soon, it's a, it's a, it's a championship game. It's a must-win knockout game because there's, the winner will have will go into the final round knowing what they need to do to get to the knockout stages, but lose this game and you're in trouble. So it's going to be quite an interesting game. And then after that, Cork will just have to get in the car, head over to Ross Carberry because Ty McCorrig and Kilmackaby in round three of the Carberry Junior A Football Championship, that is a mouthwatering title. There's a huge rivalry between these two teams over the last number of years. Even go back to last year, Kilmackaby got the better of, of Cora in a, in a semi-final. I think that was a miserable night altogether. Um, and Kilmackaby only, only went up by a couple of points. And go back a few years, they're involved in a in a big final too that Kilmackaby won. So... Um, Fierce rivalry there, two of the best junior junior football teams in the Carberry division. And you think whoever comes out of this game will have a bit of momentum behind them and they'd be, they'd be probably the ones to watch or the ones to stop in, in the rest of the championship. So um, Corrick has a very, very busy weekend ahead of him. But as you'll hear from right now, he's looking forward to it. Delighted now to be joined on the podcast uh, by New Science, Cora Keane. To talk about a very busy couple of weeks for you, Carl. First off, um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, no, no problem, Kim. I suppose yeah, we're, we're here to talk about Newcastle and uh, obviously your, your role as manager of Kim Ackerby, but we'll come to that in a while. But first, Newcastle, when it comes to the county championships now, it's so busy for the club. Like, obviously, as a dude, senior club, they're going strong in football and hurling. And let's chat about hurling first. Super win against Klein last weekend, 2-24 to 1-9. You're sitting pretty now at the top of the table. So talk me through the win against Klein and Belly and Lid. Seems like a really strong second half performance. Yeah, it was. It was a poor first half performance. So um, we upped it at half time, I think. And um, yeah, we got a lot of scores on the board kind of early and it settled us. And um, it was a matter then after of, of building the score because the scores matter in the group stages now. Um, but even with that win, it's it's... We're still um, we're still not qualified, and we still have a lot of work to do. So, like you know, it, it was a good win, and it was a big win, you know, against the traditional powerhouse. But maybe you know, in reality, Klein aren't the, the force they were, and uh, we need to keep grounded. We have a big game now against Killa. Um, we beat them last year, but um, you know, they they appear to be from you know going by what people are saying, they appear to be a different side this year, and uh, far better organised and prepared, and. Uh, That'll be a tough one. So you know we can be after two good results up to now, but it could all it could all go against us if we don't get a result against Killer. So that's the next big one, you know. Because you were coming off a draw against Father Neils the previous weekend in, in your opening game. So what was the mood in the camp heading into the game against Klein? It was positive, you know. It was initially there was great disappointment there because we let a four or five point lead slip in injury time against Father Neils and you know deflected goal in the last strike of the game nearly. Um, was disappointed against you know they're they're the favourites for the competition but um it, it was positive because we know the performance was good and we knew if we replicated that performance that um there was a great chance that we were going to beat Klein and you know if we can keep performing then then um then the results will, will happen you know I got into that game against Kill I think that's October 9th is it Newcastle you have your destiny in your own hands like you're top of the table at the moment you know what you have to do to get to the knockout stages so that's the ideal position to be in right now. Sure it is. It is like it's it's better than chasing your tail, and you know we've a good start. And um, but it's important to finish the job, the same as anything else. So um, you know we won't be going in um, 
um, overly confident, but we'll be going in in a good place, definitely. Yeah. So now, like I said earlier, as a as a dual club, it's non-stop, and it's it's football mode this week, I presume, because uh, Newcastle have a huge game against Carby Rangers this Sunday in in Clonakilty. So how does that work, Carrick, switching from hurling to football? Is it as soon as that game against Clyde was over into football mode? Yeah, like well, we'd have spoken about you know that previously, and we went through it last year, and we've gone through it for a long time now. But it's just about switching uh, your mindset straight away that you're recovering and you know, switching on for the next one. And, you know, we're not training this week until Wednesday night. Um, so we have a few days off now, but, you know, on those few days off, it's important to do the right things. And we're, we're, we've been doing it a long time now. So um, it's kind of, we're just used to it. And it's great, you know, the, the new county championships are brilliant. You know, I, I think that, you know, the, the dual clubs do suffer, but it is exciting. Like it's for clubs, for players, supporters, it's nonstop. It's championship game every week nearly. And, uh, so you prefer to have it to be busy and to be thinking in you know short term next week again rather than waiting weeks and weeks, you know. And this game against Ross on Sunday in Clonic will be huge interest locally in this. You two huge senior football clubs going head to head. Both teams lost in their opening group game. So both, both yourselves and Ross Carberry you know you kind of need well, you have to win this game if you want to progress to the knockout stages. Yeah, it's it's not coach, yeah. It is, it is. Um we're, you know, you were on about the hurling there. We were we're top of the table and we're in a good place and we've a lot of the hard work done, but we're we're a step behind in the football. So even even a win for either team, you know, this Sunday won't mean we, we progress any further. We still have to go out and win the next day. So um it's a massive one for both clubs and essentially it's not good if you lose your gun. So we, um a result is vital, yeah. Um Newstone, you lost your opener to Castlehaven a couple of weeks ago, and that's the Castlehaven team that was coming off the back of the 2020 county final just six days earlier. So they almost had that championship game under their belts as preparation for the 2021 championship. So looking back on that, that last uh, the Haven, what were the positives that New Sazon can take in that game? Oh, you're right. Um, we underestimated the value of the extra championship game because uh, we saw it in when we played Father Neils and the hurling, we were that little bit sharper and a little bit, you know, we were, we were more ready than they were really, I think, from the off. And... Um, it was probably similar with the Haven and us, you know. Um, they got a massive start. They were up nine points after ten minutes or something like that. So, um, oh, we feel we left ourselves down, to be honest about it. So, um, we have to make up for it. No, and that's the reality of it. Like I said, Ross Carberry um, and Ross and Newstone, like he met in last year's Championship two at the group stage, and Newstone won that by three points. Like, you would take the exact same result right now, would you? Uh jeez, you would, you would. Um, yeah, we played well that day against Ross. Um. You know, but yeah, this is a new year. It's a new a new management team for us as well. And, you know, both teams will be, I don't think the personnel will be the same in either team. We've lost a few and they're past, we've lost a few as well. So, you know, it's a, it's a new game. Um, you know, we have to just focus on this. And we know Ross are a top side. Uh, you know, they have a county championship under their belt. Um, we don't. So they're probably favourites. I'm not sure what the bookies are saying, but, um, but we'll need everything we have to beat them. Ross Carvey lost her opener to Era Ogan. Era Ogan, like the surprise package of this group, like it was strong as it was when you'd Castlehaven, Newcastle, and Carvey Rangers. And then you Era Ogan going to senior A football and, and join this group. Like it's the strongest group of the lot, bar none. Like as a fourth seed, it doesn't get any stronger than Era Ogan. So when you saw that result coming through from Bendon, that, that um, Era Ogan could beat Ross Carvey, were you surprised or what were you thinking? Well, I think Ross were missing John Hayes. Um, they're missing another couple. Air all had good momentum, and you spoke a while ago about 
you know, having a championship game under their belt. And Eirog had that. Uh, they had a couple of championship games between the Hurling and the football. So, you know, they, they, they had a lot of momentum. So it wasn't a massive surprise, really. Um, it was a big win for them, but it wasn't a massive surprise. They were coming in massive momentum. And, you know, uh, they're a good side. They've got top quality players. We played them the last couple of years in between league and, and practice games and that. And they're a good side. We know they're a good side. But Ross are a good side as well. And Ross know the game under their belt and they'll be after learning from that. And uh, again, like, you know, it's going to be tough. Like you said there, it's it's some tough group. Like there's just no easy game in it. Um, it's just, it's it's really, the, the championship at the moment is really strong. Like you've you've probably eight or nine or 10 teams who can all beat each other. Uh, even Valley Rovers showed that with Nemo and you know it's it's really strong at the moment it, it, you know but we just seem to get landed into a group that you know it's called a group of death and it is like it's four really strong teams you know the the, the fourth seed could easily beat the top seed in our group you know I, I don't think it's that I don't think in the other groups the fourth seed can beat the top the top seed but in our group it, it's it's well possible you know there's four good teams in it and the fact there's a derby element to this group of dead as well, like you said, like there's yourselves, there's Ross and there's Castlehaven. It was just the same last year. Does that add a bit of, bit of extra spice to even a game like this Sunday? And you both know there's so much at stake, but you're you're playing the crowd down the road that, that you know so well and fellas that, that, that you, you know pretty well as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know them very well and we've played them a lot. And, you know, one of their clubmen coached us maybe four or five years ago. So, um, you know... D- they're top side, we know that. Um, but but definitely, you know, the West Cork Derby down in Clannacilty again, um, with their stand and the atmosphere, it's it, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant for the championship, you know. Like I said, at the very start, Cork, like you're busier than most right now. Okay, you've the, the new sound hurlers and the footballers, but you're also coach and manager of the Tyke McCorrig junior footballers. And there's a huge game on Sunday evening, quarter past five in let me do in um. In Ross Garbury, it's uh, Tyde McCorg against reigning champions Kilmackaby. Like, it doesn't come any bigger than Cora against Kilmackaby. So, what's the plan for you as soon as the news is down? Ross game is over, into the car and straight across to Ross. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. As I said there earlier, that um, we had a similar situation last year. We played um, Kilmean in the first round with Cora, and then we, we had to rush over to the Manway to play Island Rovers in senior football championship. So, it, it happened us last year too and you know it, it's fine um it is what it is and, and we'll be prepared for it um you know it's, it's a massive game it's actually it's it's exciting for both clubs like you know Kilmackaby and Ty McCorgs have a big rivalry um but that's it's a healthy rivalry I think it improves standards um in both clubs so you know when one club is going well the other club feels they have to step up to keep up with the with the neighbours and that. So it's a healthy rivalry. Um, it's definitely brought an added pep door training. You know, there's an added excitement in the club. Um, you know, Kilmack, we've had the upper hand there the last couple of years. You know, they beat us in the league earlier in the year. Um, I think we beat them in the league last year and then they, they beat us in championship last year by a point or two. So um, it'll, it should be, look, it should be feisty, but it's healthy. Um, it, it's, it's, we're looking forward to it. We're very excited by it, you know. It's a it's a great clash, like two of the top junior junior football teams in the Carabao Division going head to head. And you aren't you have been in action since the first round. It was a, a ten point to nine win against Kilbritton that was back in early August. So you've had that bit of a break waiting for this for this round three game. So how, how have you kept things on track, Cora, for those couple of weeks? Oh, it's Karen, it's been tough. Like um it's it's a long time ago now, and geez, we're, the lads are training and we're playing practice games and 
we're trying to organize and it's hard to get practice games you know with you know so many dual clubs and a lot of clubs hurling and it's it's tough like you know we ideally i think it would have been nicer to play a championship a few weeks ago and 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 keep momentum going and keep driving on but it is what it is now and we are where we are so um we've been just kept that's it we've been playing practice games and that now we've a lot of hurlers as well we've eight or nine lads playing hurling with four or five different clubs so I'm not sure if Kilmack, we have any lads hurling. I'm not sure how they are fixed, but we've lads in Bantry and Skib and we've a couple of lads in Randalls. We've three Driscolls in Bishopstown. So um, it's been difficult enough actually to get full teams for practice games and and full squads for training. But this week now we should be uninterrupted. So we should be okay now going forward, you know. Like we're saying, talk about a game to focus the mind. It's Kilmack, you'd be their, 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 their reigning champions. Um, they got back in track. They lost to Marys in, in, in the in the first one, but they got back in track in, in in their in their last game. So they probably have a bit of momentum coming into that. And they have that extra game now recently that Cora haven't had. And like we spoke about earlier, could that be something that Cora might have to overcome? The fact that that Quebec we have been in action since he were playing last. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, you know, also you know, along with that, you know, the Kilbritton game was a dour old game and. You know, I suppose um, I'd be careful, but I suppose we were kind of a fussy referee and there was a lot of freeze and there was no flow to it. Um, so I'm not sure who's refing now Sunday, but I'd, I'd hope that he'd let it flow a small bit. You know, it's um, on a side note, I suppose, for coach, it's hard for coaches to coach teams uh, when you're not sure, you know, if, if you're even allowed to tackle, you know. Sometimes referees are blowing uh, freeze um, even where you know forwards could make a bad decision, and they might um, they might just take on a man and, and you know go down a blind alley. They're being given frees and being rewarded for it. And I just hope the referee on Sunday is strong, and you know he lets the game flow a bit, and, and it's not just a, a free taking competition, you know. Um, but and go back to your question, I suppose um, they they did play columns there a couple of weeks ago in Akaville. Um They were impressive. I think they won quite quite easily. Um, and whereas the Mary's game, that was a great game for them. Like say Mary's are very strong. Um, they seem to be well coached by Connor Condon there, and they'll they'll be a massive force. So that game will also stand to Kilmacaby, you know. Um, so yeah, I suppose the extra game will be great for them. They they probably had a poor result against Eve Leary, and they they'll be looking to to rectify that this year and go a step further, you know. So it's going to be tough for us, but. It is what it is, and I think I think it's going to be very tight. It's a carriage Junior Football Championship. It's a cracking competition, and next year the new format is coming in where there's going to be 16 teams there. So actually, five current Junior A teams are going to be regraded down to Junior B. But like you said there, like there's obviously Cor, there's Kilmacaby, there's St Mary's. Like you kind of over the years, St James as well, Champions a couple of years ago. Like it's a really, really good competition, and it's always hard to pick a winner. It is, and um, you kind of have you've Barry Rono who are coming strong, and and Timmy League are strong, Valnescarty. So there, there's actually there's not as you say. Look, the five teams going down. I I do think that's necessary. I think there's probably a little bit of a gap there to the lower teams. Uh, it'll also make the Junior B Championship a bit stronger. Um, but the sixteen teams, it'll be a great competition next year. It, they, you know, as I said, the clubs I mentioned there, and the clubs, the three or four clubs you mentioned. They're all strong and none of them would want to draw each other. So it's a good championship now, you know. So like I said, you're you're quite a busy man. So thank you for making time to come on the podcast for a chat this week. Best of luck this week and best of luck uh, this weekend as well, Cora. No problem. Thanks, Karen.
We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. On Sunday at 4pm in Ahamilla, the Clonakilty ladies footballers will make their first ever senior county football championship appearance when they take on Kinsale. In a few moments, we're going to hear from Clonakilty goalkeeper and Cork goalkeeper Martina O'Brien to chat about this historic occasion. But Kieran, maybe just give us some backstory as to why this is such a big deal for the Clonakilty ladies. The Calicetti ladies won the county intermediate championship last year. They beat Glenmire in the final. So their reward is a place in the senior ranks. Um, and the county championship for Calicetti kicks off this weekend. The actual county ladies senior football championship began last weekend. Mornavi ominously had a huge win against Fermoy in their round. Um, Mornavi looked like the team to stop this year. But they're in a different group to Calicetti. Um, so Calicetti are in with Kinsale. They're in with Aero Oak and St. Bells. So um, still three tough tests and they're starting off against a Kinsale team that have the likes of Cork forwards, Orla, Finn and Cyber Larry. Interestingly, two Clonakilty players and Kinsale players before were all part of the West Cork Senior Ladies football team at one point or another before the clubs won promotion to the senior ranks and went out on their own. And that West Cork Senior Ladies football team will not be in action in this year's County Senior Football Championship. Um, that's still not been settled or decided, we could say, about the eligibility of West Cork um, for next year's championship or going forward. But we know for definite that they're not involved this year. So they will vacate their, their crown, or probably better to say that a new champion will be crowned over the next couple of weeks. Mornaby will be the favourites there. But you never know, like, like I'll say to Martina quite soon, look what the Mead ladies did in the All-Ireland Senior Championship. They went from intermediate up to senior and they shocked the country. Clannacilty have come from intermediate up to senior. What's that to say? They can't go on a run. Um, it all starts this Sunday, four o'clock in Ahamilla. Clannacilty and Kinsale, a real huge West Cork derby to kick it off. And Martina O'Brien is so, so experienced. Um, Cork captain this year. She won the, the county senior football with West Cork last year. She knows all about this level. She knows all what's needed for a team to progress and develop at this level. And as you'll hear from her now, she can't wait to get stuck in this Sunday. It's a big weekend for the Clannacilty ladies footballers when they start their county senior football championship campaign against Kinsale on Sunday. Delighted to be joined now on the podcast by Martina O'Brien. Martina, you're a friend of the show at this stage. Um, if we had a leaderboard for the number of, of times you've been on this show, I think it's yourself and Orla Finn and you're in opposition on Sunday who topped the leaderboard. So thanks for coming back on again. I'm glad to win something anyway. That's great. <laughs> well, you never know what could happen over the next couple of weeks. Kind of kid could, <laughs> could cause a shock, just like the need footballers yeah. caused a shock, Martina. And before we chat about Clan, I have to ask you about that incredible Mead success story. Okay, unfortunately, it involved Cork Clues in the semi-final a couple of weeks back. But then Mead went down to beat Dublin in the All-Ireland Senior Ladies football final. And it's it's a real fairy tale story. Intermediate champions last year, senior champions this year. So, how was it like for you watching that final a couple of weeks back? Um, I suppose it was. Um, look, it was a, like a tough one for us to take. I suppose because we were so close to kind of getting to that final, and 
like we were two minutes away from winning and, and uh, we, they took it to extra time. So, um, look, I watched the match anyway and I suppose going into it, I would have fancied Dublin big time. I mean, you have to look what we had me beaten, I suppose, with two minutes to go and you kind of thought, look, Dublin would, would kind of do the job as well. But um, no, look, fair play to me. I mean, they are, I suppose they, ha- they have the whole package, don't they? They're young, they're fit, they have a brilliant setup. Um, it's very tell stuff like I, I listened to one of the girls talking after the match and she was just saying oh nobody not one person gave them um, gave them a chance to win and of course they didn't this has never ever ever happened before so look they have I suppose they've done the impossible um, and they've made it possible so I suppose they've, look it's good for ladies football it shows that teams can come from a lower grade now and really compete at senior um, it gives everybody else in the senior grade a, a good kick as well to say, look, um, our standards have to raise now to, to, to what Mead have brought. And um, I suppose it's just all around. It gives, uh, it gives, it gives ladies football, I suppose, um, it, it, it brings excitement around it. Look, there's a lot of girls in Mead, I suppose, have watched that, young girls, and that will really entice them to play ladies football, as will it too for other girls that, that were watching it, that anything is possible. It is, and you never know what the, the Clannacilty story could mirror the, the Mead Ladies story because the Clannacilty Ladies are coming up out of intermediate into the senior ranks, you're coming up as intermediate champions. You're in the senior ranks now, in, in with all, all, all the big teams. Um, maybe you know it was going to tip you to go too far this year, so maybe it's prime for Clannacilty to cause a few surprises starting this Sunday against Kinsale. Ah, uh, look, sure. Um, I suppose we, we don't look at it like that, but. Um, no, we are. Look, we're looking to make um, a good stride in senior this year. Look, we know we're we're only up, and we have a very, very young panel. We've a we've a lot of young girls, but we also have some experience mashed in there. So, um, I suppose we've had a good league campaign, and we got to the final of that again. Something we probably wouldn't have thought we could do our first year up. Um, but I think management did really well, and and they've they've been really kind of just getting players, um primed I suppose for some for, for the championship and getting players we're trying to find a system to play and and where players are going to be best and in what in which where they're going to be playing best and um, so they used the league really well for that and it just happened that we won games along the way um so going into the championship I, I do think we have I suppose done a lot of work um in the last couple of months and look can sail our first opposition they've been senior for a couple of years now so they're they're going to probably be um they're going to ease into it a lot better than us. Like we're going to have girls who are nervous, I think, um, playing in their first senior championship. But uh, it's a learning curve for us, and it starts on Sunday. And I think the league has given us a good um uh, a, a bit to work on. Um, but we've we've done a lot of work since since maybe three weeks ago since we played Morn Abbey that day, and hopefully on Sunday that that um that will kind of show. Talk there, but maybe some of the younger girls might be nervous, which is totally understandable. Like, this is up at the senior ranks, but there's the likes of yourself, Martina, there's Claire O'Leary, there's Anya O'Leary. You're very, very experienced players, and you've obviously played at West Cork at senior level for a number of years, and you won the county last year. So, you know, and the likes of Anya O'Leary um, and Claire, what the senior level is, is is all about. So, how could you help these these young players, even, even let's say, this, this week, the days leading up to the game and on Sunday itself? Um. To be honest, <laughs> they're they're pro- we we have such a good um group of young girls that like they're they're nearly teaching us stuff at this stage. You'll probably find we'll probably find nearly the older girls are we're we're trying to hang on to our positions here. Um, it's that competitive. Um, 
So look, I suppose the only thing that that the older girls can kind of give to them is is just like play your way into it. Like we have a couple of games, we don't have to burst on and and do everything in the first game. Yes, we would love to win it, and we kind of have to win it to keep progressing. But I suppose we just need to ease ourselves into it as well. And um, uh, I think uh, our younger girls are they're really fit and they're they're quite strong. But I suppose what we would be saying is is really feel your way into it because. The, the step up from intermediate physicality wise is very different. So it's going to be harder. You're going to get a, a few harder hits. You're going to be probably sore after games. So it's about feeling your way into it. And um, we we just want to put in a good team performance on Saturday or on Sunday and take it from there. Because again, it's building blocks for us, I suppose. Yes, it's our first year, but we do want to make strides as well. And we want to win on Sunday and um, putting in a good performance will will, I suppose, help that. It's brilliant to see Clannacilty up in the senior ranks. Like obviously, like we said earlier, coming off the back of the of the intermediate win last year. Like the, the, the team and the club must be buzz, buzzing right now. Like you said, you did good. You did a good league campaign. Got to the final against Morne Abbey. Um, Jesus, back to back All Ireland senior champions only a couple of years ago. So that shows how how far Clan have come. So it, it must be a great time to be part of this Clannacilty uh, ladies football team. Definitely. Um, I think like they've done massive work in the last couple of years with the underage. And that is continued. That's just continued year on year. And we have some really, really, really good uh, under 16s uh, minors. And they've been winning, they've been winning um, in their own age groups, which has helped them confidence-wise, I suppose. But like they've made the step up to senior and it's been practically seamless for a couple of them. Like um, they're coming onto the pitch and you, you actually are looking at them going, geez, these girls are actually performing um, and it's their first year playing and they're only 16, 17 years old. So we've learned actually a lot from them. And what they've done, I suppose, is they've ignited uh, the thing again. They've really kind of driven it and they've really probably um, showed us, look, we're we're interested in football again. Do you know what I mean? You you kind of probably lose it sometimes when you're losing and dropping down levels and stuff like that. But they've really ignited the, the love of football. And um, the whole club, like in fairness, are doing really well as well. Underage um, have been winning as well this year. And I suppose winning breeds more winning and uh, it's great that that brings a hide in and hopefully we can continue that with the with the senior team. Um, and again, look, we're only looking to build, I suppose, and we really want to get girls from um, under 16 minor in and get them playing games because, look, it's it's the future of, of planning football you're looking at and you want to just keep those players coming through year and year and that's how you're going to win. So, again, I think what's very important for us is have a junior team and we had a really really good junior team and um, this year which again helped the senior team um strong base to build off and um look all of that accumulates into into a really good senior team and look we have a great management we have a great team around us as well that that helps that so like i said it all kicks off against kinsale on sunday and also in your group are aero Oak and saint bell so you're guaranteed those three group games anyway so and um, you might want to kind of tell us your, your target right now but what is the, the goal and objective? Obviously, you want to go as far as you can and as deep as you can into the championship. But considering it, it's, it's your first season up at senior for, for younger girls, it's your first taste of senior football. And like you alluded to, Martina, that's a big step up in terms of physicality. Um, so what would constitute a, a good senior championship campaign for Clan? Um, I suppose, like, if, if you ask all of the players, like, there's, there's, we don't want to be saying, oh, look, wouldn't it be great if we won one match? You know, that's not what we're aiming for. We're, we're going out to win our, our group games, all of them. Um, and obviously, the other teams are doing the same. 
but for us, um, I think we have some really, really competitive girls and, and they don't like losing. So um, a target is to win. Jeez, we want to we want to be getting to the semi-final and, and of course you want to get to a final in any competition you play. Um, but I think we're looking game on game. We're not really looking forward. Um, we really do want to get a good start and win our first game and then um, aim for, for the next game. I think we're playing St. Val's after that. Um, and like take take lessons from each game then and and hopefully that will bring you on to a place that you are playing in, in semi-finals or finals. Um, but look, I suppose for me, I think realistically we have to just be um, focused game on game and building, getting these younger girls mashed in with the older girls and getting a system of play and being comfortable with um, a system that we can kind of come back to every, every time. Um, and just look, Getting girls stronger and fitter, you have to. There is that jump from from intermediate to senior. So, um, I suppose um, building for the future is is really important as well. But look, uh, at the moment it's just game on game, and we're looking to win on Sunday, and hopefully that will take us on to the next game with a bit of confidence. And you're the last line of defence against Orlefin, against Cyberlary, two two players you know so so well from inside in in the Cork camp. So. How can you stop those two? If you see all our side kind of barreling through, kind of one on one with you, what you do, Martina? Oh, I I don't know. Like they're they're two of the best forwards there. Like I mean, and they're 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 both on the same team, which is it's a night they're they're going to be a nightmare on Sunday. And like with the with the pace of side, and she's really really strong as well. And like her accuracy, if she's coming in a goal, there's only one thing on her mind, and it's the back of the net. Like. Um, and then Finn, the same, like she's a seasoned uh, professional at this stage, you know, she, everything is going to go through her. So they're going to be two big players, but look, they have other, they have other players that we have to watch as well. And, and we have to be very conscious that this isn't just the two, two, two players that we watch out and, and we're going to win that game because we have to be very conscious that they have a brilliant defence and um, really good midfielders as well. So uh, look, we're going to be obviously very, very aware that, uh, two of the best forwards in Ireland are, are playing against us but we have two we probably have a couple of young girls that would like to have a crack off them as well and, and that they'd be confident enough to do that and um, should I see Orla or Sly coming in and me they'll, they'll probably only end up one place and probably on the ground but <laughs> we'll deal with that if it has to come on Sunday You're after whetting the appetite now for, for the game on Sunday <laughs> I'm looking forward to it Martina thanks so much for joining us the best look to yourself in clan this season Thanks for having me we all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And quickly, Kieran, just give us a quick look at what else readers can expect in this week's Southern Star Sports section. There's obviously lots of club action across all grades and codes. A hundred percent, Jack. It's it's GA heavy. Like this is this is the GA season is in full flow right now. And let's look at the Camogie for a second. Um, just want to say huge congrats to Inistine uh, County Intermediate Camogie Champions last year. They played their first game up in senior last weekend, and they beat Douglas. So they have announced their arrival and the senior stage in some style. So we've a, a roundup of the county senior Camogie Championship. 
Um, like we said earlier, there's a huge weekend in the county football championships coming up when we have interviews with Declan Hayes of Carberry Rangers, we have Jason Whaley of Island Rovers, we have Sean White of Clannacinty, James McCarthy of, of Castlehaven, as they give us their thoughts on some huge games for their clubs. Looking back at the Hurling Championship in the weekend just gone, obviously Cora Keane, we spoke about Newsome's big win, but for the abandoned hurlers, they know they're not going to progress to the knockout stage because they lost their last game. But Kilbritton are flying high in the lower intermediate hurling championship. So we have match reports and reaction from all those games in Thursday Southern Star. Looking a bit closer to home in Carberry, there will be new champions crowned in the Carberry Junior A Hurling Championship after Donny's dethroned Clannacilty last weekend. So we have match report and reaction from that. And we have a piece, Jack, that I think will be of huge interest to all Carberry GA clubs. It's um, in 2022, there's a brand new revamped Carberry Junior A football championship coming online. At the moment, there's 21 teams competing in this year's championship, but five teams will be regraded at the end of this season. And in Thursday Southern Star, we have the up-to-date points table that will tell you which teams are already going down to Junior B next season, which teams are in a bit of trouble, as in they could lose their junior A status, and which teams are safe. So I think there'll be huge interest in that because there's two teams for definite will be regraded to junior B, and there's a couple of big names who are hovering on the edge right there. So that's well worth checking out. Um, plenty of soccer too. There's a possibility, it's been touted, the introduction of a winter break to the West Cork League. It's been thrown out there to the clubs. We have the latest on that and a lot, lot more. So, yeah, it's a it's a packed Southern Star on, on Thursday. Imagine a winter break for the West Cork League after having no soccer for the bones of two years. So what do we want to get the new season up and running? Another break in play, but obviously understandable given weather and whatnot. But when the GEA season is not on, I think the West Cork League should take advantage of all the months where there's no football or hurling and just play as much soccer as possible. But uh, look, those are my two cents on that. And I'm sure no one gives two shits. Kieran, let's wrap up this week's podcast. It's been a long one. It's been a good one. We'll be back at the same time next week. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tommel.